Good evening. My name is Cheryl L. and I am a compulsive eater. Grateful to be here. Um, I should start out by telling you how I qualify to be at this 100-pounders meeting. Um, I am a multiple relapse survivor. I first came into OA in the early 1970s. Um, I've been back since 2011, abstinent since May 24th of 2012, and I have lost 100 pounds and am maintaining that weight loss. Um, I'd like to start out by reading a passage from the big book, and it is on page 68, and in my copy, it is highlighted with three uh, exclamation point. Um, so I guess uh, I always thought this was important. And it's in the second paragraph of page 68 in the fourth edition. Perhaps there is a better way. We think so. For we are now on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We are in the world to play the role he assigns. Just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him, does he enable us to match calamity with serenity. And that bit about managing calamity with serenity was what uh, really stuck out uh, to me recently when I was listening to a podcast and somebody quoted that. Um, but in any case, let me go on with uh, what I wanted to say to you all tonight. Uh, I started compulsive eating when I was around eight years old. I was raised, uh, after my parents divorced when I was five years old, I was raised by my mother and my aunt, both of whom were unadmitted compulsive eaters. Um, we didn't know about OA at the time. You know, we're talking about the early 60s and, and stuff. Um, I had no familiarity with 12 steps of any sort at that point. Um, by the time I hit puberty, I was already using food on a daily basis um, as anesthesia. Um, anesthesia to protect myself from a chaotic household and isolation in school. Um, I spent most of my teen years and early adulthood eating and feeling depressed, severely depressed. I found out um, more about that as I got older, but um, it didn't really help me. Uh, I was using food to get through my teen and adult years. I left home eventually to marry another compulsive eater. It was his boss who first introduced us to OA, and I didn't really get the program. I lost 70 pounds, and I thought I was cured. Um, my husband also thought he was cured. Our marriage didn't survive uh, the change in our physical selves, and whatever little mental and emotional changes uh, were made. I don't think we made any real spiritual changes at that point, but the seeds were planted in me. Um, I would need the program going forward. Um, I left the room 
and went back to trying to control my weight through diets and excessive exercise. I even uh, was like a diet buddy with some of the women I worked with and things. Um, uh, we did all sorts of stuff uh, that if you're a, a true hardcore compulsive eater, you've probably done liquid diets. I did diet pills. I did all sorts of fad diets. Um, anything that showed up in a women's magazine was worth a try for like a hot five minutes and stuff until I, uh, until somebody said, let's go to lunch or whatever. And uh, I was off to the races. Uh, I met the man who would become my second husband and we had jobs that paid well and we lived in the fast lane, um, indulging ourselves with food and drink. I did a good Cleopatra pre uh, impression until his drinking got really heavy and, you know, I couldn't ignore that there was something seriously wrong. Mind you, I was ignoring my own um, use of food and my own heavy drinking, you know. Um, again, it was sort of the case that everybody around me was using some sort of substance, booze, food, whatever. Uh, so, you know, I was in my silo, so I didn't know that there was anything really wrong. Didn't everybody do it? Um, I went back to the rooms when things got really bad with my husband. I went to back to OA, and I went to another 12-step program as well. But I still didn't get that I had a problem and that I needed the steps. I was still... Uh, it didn't translate, you know, I was using the steps to help with alcoholism, but not, didn't see quite how they could help me with my food issues. I still thought I had a weight problem. Over the years, I went in and out of the rooms, and I went to therapy, I read a ton of self-help books, and I knew that OA worked the best for me in terms of weight loss. Um, that was like the longest period that I could stay on a so-called diet of any sort. And uh, what I was doing at that point in time was dieting and going to meetings, okay? Uh, I did some really restrictive forms of OA, which didn't work for me. Um, I later found out or discovered through actively working this program that I need to be after a life of people being harsh to me and me being harsh to myself, that I needed a lot of kindness and compassion. Um, I didn't work all of the program until 2011 when my obesity impacted other areas of my health. Um, I had high blood pressure. I had osteoarthritis. I had um, sleep apnea and I was pre-diabetic. Um, one night, I felt, found myself in my dining room stuffing snack cakes into my mouth one after another and not stopping to breathe. And I finally understood how sick I was. I knew I had to take my disease seriously because my disease was taking me seriously. It was going to kill me. I came back and got a sponsor and worked all the steps. I really dug in. Um, it hit me that half measures avail us nothing, and I had been doing half measures. 
I started to change as a result of doing all the steps one at a time in order and uh, working with a sponsor, going to meetings, using the tools. Um, I got some real self-awareness and some emotional fluency, um, which is what I call, you know, understanding what I'm feeling, being connected, having my head reattached to my body, um, and understanding what it is that I, not being puzzled when I'm feeling something, when I'm having a reaction to someone or something. Um, I spent the majority of my life with emotionally stuck people. They were either angry or depressed or numb. And those people told me I was moody or evil or uh, because I was less stuck. And I believed them for a long time and felt bad uh, and resorted to food because, you know, I, I was conditioned to pleasing people. I thought that that was what I had to do. Um, my early life, was really a lot of my life, the majority of my life has been spent trying to appease people, um, you know, uh, feeding the tiger in the hopes that it won't eat you and everything, and it doesn't work. I didn't know any other way, though. Um, but consistently working the steps and maintaining abstinence gave me new perspectives. Um, I realized how much fear and anxiety I had and that it was, is necessary for me to go slowly. It takes time for my emotions to come up and for me to realize what they are. Uh, I used to knee jerk um, and as soon as I felt anything, I would reach for something to numb it and uh, everything, you know, there was always food in the house. Um, I lived with uh, a person who doesn't use food compulsively and, you know, they would leave food lying around. And for a long time, uh, what it took me a long time to figure out was that if I wanted attention from my husband, I didn't have to eat his food. I could ask for attention. <laughs> Instead, I'm laughing because it seems so simple now, but it was hard for me at the time. Um, but I needed to be slow in my processing of my feelings so that I understood what was going on and I didn't immediately run to the refrigerator or the drive through or the grocery store uh, trying to solve something because I was afraid of what I was feeling, that I couldn't control what was happening. Um, I understand how futile it is to try and control things and that it's a lot easier when I let my higher power be in charge and just go with the flow. Things work out. Things work out. I have a hard time believing that after so many years of drama and chaos and everything uh, that things can work out and that if you do what works, it works, you know. Um, I speak much more kindly to myself these days, and I have a loving higher power who doesn't want me hurting myself with food or booze or anything else. Um, I woke up with joy on New Year's Day, 
clean, sober, and abstinent and grateful. Uh, I can remember years uh, of post-holiday blues when I was on the verge of suicide. I think there was even one year where I did make an attempt um, right after the holidays. You know, um, by Thursday this week, uh, yesterday, I was back in the usual flow of life with its problems. I had gone to a conference um, a parent conference with the service providers for my son who is disabled. Uh, my son has autism. And um, I came back feeling like the weight of caregiving responsibilities and being uh, in that alone in a large part. And, um, you know, I I constantly have to deal not constantly, but every now and then it surfaces that um, I'm doing this on my own because my husband has his own neurodiversity issues and can't or maybe even won't uh, tackle the bureaucracy that goes along with caring for our son. Uh, so I was riding the bus, and I was, like, really down and um, lonely and tired, you know, half a halt and stuff. And um, I, I had the thought, you know, pour me, pour me, pour me a drink. And it's like, okay, I need to sit down and write about this, um, which is different because today I will pick up a tool instead of a fork. Okay, so I went and I used the tool of writing and I sat down and I wrote for about an hour about what I was feeling and about my situation and everything. And I came to understand that I felt better. I felt some relief because I had sat down. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to wrap up. Thank you. Um, sat down and processed what was going on with me. It didn't change anything. I, I still have to do the work. Feelings passed. The feelings passed, and I didn't have to go to the refrigerator or the drive-through. I didn't have to anesthetize myself. I, I could feel what I was feeling, and it was okay, no matter what anybody else said. I didn't have to be the perfect caregiver, the perfect mother, the perfect wife. I could be me. And me is okay, finally. Finally, thanks to this program and the steps. Um, so anyway, I've learned so much in OA about myself and about other people. I, I really had no people skills growing up and, and everything. One big thing I learned is that uh, life is a mix and there's some good and some bad. It's not static. It flows and I need to go with the flow. Today I don't have to eat over any of it and it's thanks to OA. Thank you for letting me share and I'll pass at this point.